calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ay, 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 it's another IGN UK podcast. Dale, you look quite taken aback by that. I was just reading an email and then I just heard this blasted oi, 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 in my I don't bring in, as usual, a unique energy to the podcast. Uh, Jesse Gomez, what energy are you bringing? Just positive energy all throughout as usual, mate, you know me. <laughs> Said in such a, a, know, a, right? a, a sparky sort of manner as well, uh, Dale, you, you seem chipper today. It's actually you're going on holiday tomorrow. I am. I'm going on holiday tomorrow morning. I'm very Ooh. excited because for the last two weeks, we've been looking at the forecast and it's been saying it's going to be raining loads and now it's changed. Now it's going to be really sunny and warm. So Ooh. I'm buzzing, mate. Um, you're going to Greece so everyone can go find you. If you live in Greece or you go <laughs> yeah. to Greece next it's week, It's definitely go find a Dale really Gardner's. small country. Place. Very exactly. easy to find anybody there. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what? First, you've got a podcast to do this, So mm. I, I want you being professional um sorry boss you're not on the beach you are not on the beach yet do okay. remember that um <laughs> do you know what though we were lucky enough uh to see doctor strange and the multiverse of madness this week mm. but do you know what even before that dale we got a little treat we saw the first ever trailer for avatar the way of water or avatar 2 as yeah. people are calling it i really it's feel like you a- missed the link there, Cardi, because you were talking about being on the beach. And then well, you, you I was just straight. about to get there. I was like, and <laughs> they weren't really on the beach. They're mainly on the water because this Avatar sequel, if you're not aware, 13 years now since uh, the first Avatar film, which That's um, crazy. I still quite enjoy. I feel like yeah. over over the years, people have steadily decided it's terrible. I don't think yeah. it is. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly enjoyable, I think. Well, Definitely too long, but... Uh, impressive in parts but that's the one thing i took away from this trailer that we saw which is mainly really just a mood piece and Mm. james cameron reminding you it really is beautiful to look at i promise um i don't know what did you think was it it was weird putting on 3d glasses for the first time in about five years it was doing that what was even weirder is the people who left their 3d glasses on when dr strange started it's not in 3d (laughs) and i was looking around like you idiots um uh, honestly i don't have much to say about it it looked like more avatar which mm-hmm. but i thought i haven't looked at avatar in a long time but in my mind yeah. it looked very beautiful 
Um, yeah. it was very, like, I'm sure it's dated and I'm sure this is 13 years better for that technology, mm-hmm. but it did kind of feel and look like the same to me, except for it's more water based. Yeah, I design. feel like, um, it's going to be like the effect when you think of like, I don't know, a game from 13 years ago, you think in your head, oh, it looked great. And then yeah. you look back on it, like, and it didn't like, I feel like that's how you look back on the original avatar and almost the trailer for avatar 2 is how you remember avatar in your head 100 percent, yeah i think that but i mean it's all a lot of the same character models and things like that so mm. it did it, did, it felt very familiar yeah um there was like slight variations here and there um yeah like you said it was kind of a mood piece really it didn't really have much dialogue in it it was a lot of like beautiful music and just huge like almost like crane shots and flying yeah. shots of just things going on. Is it more of a teaser than a trailer? Like how yeah. much, how much yeah, did you it's see? Like, like we it? said, it's more of a it, mood piece. There was quite a few shots, but it was mainly just these beautiful, like, yeah, like landscapes. It was some of the Navi, some creek, like underwater creatures. And the, I did think the music sounded very nice. I've only heard it once, but I do remember that sounding very nice. Um, but yeah, it's, we don't really know what. It yeah. is really like we said. There's lots of water. Are we getting? Is it like maybe ripping off of Waterworld, which is another <laughs> thing people film people don't like that I actually right. quite enjoy. So I like Waterworld. So uh, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's one of those yeah. ones where it's on. I'm like, I'm going to watch Waterworld again. <laughs> I quite uh, like it. Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, what's Sam Irvington been doing for ten years? Know, Mainly right? this, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Did know. You see is it one of those Jake people Sully in it? Yeah, you saw him in <gasps> Harvey form. I don't oh, know. Got new hair. Longer yeah. hair, look like. He's got a family now, it looks like. He's got kids. Yeah. Um, there was I mean, also that way of thinking. years, then, yeah, I'll expect him to have some progress well, I don't know if it's on. life, you know. I don't know if it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, been going. This, this yeah. world doesn't exist. It's not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's not boyhood. It's not, you know. Might yeah, as well going. be at this point. It has got that super weird thing in the trailer where it had in the last film when human beings are standing next to the Navi and they just look like little babies in their hands. There's a few shots like that and it's just like, it's creepy, isn't it? It's a bit weird. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for it. It's only, you know, I've been waiting so long. It is actually coming out in December, so. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for Avatar 2. Yeah. I don't know. If, you know, I'm sure people will come round. You know. Do you reckon we'll have the next boom of 3D movies now? No. After? Because, <laughs> okay. um, Absolutely not. Even like, watching this in 3D, even for two, it was only like two minutes we saw. Even at the end of that, I was like, I've had enough. I've yeah. had enough of the 3D. <laughs> like, it does, I'm sure there's parts, and it, there were parts in the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is really effective. But mm. Then half the time, I still think it looks a little blurry. I, like, Was it just it a lot of like washed- water splashing in your face? Uh, yeah, and a lot of like, you know, it was mostly perspective. It was mostly perspective stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a bit when, um, Zoe Saldana's character was flying on one of those bird things and it was mm-hmm. just like the head of the bird was much closer to you than she was and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, no, but that, I mean, that's kind of when 3D was used to its best, right? When it's just, yeah. except for in Jackass 3D, which obviously is the pinnacle of 3D movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, that's what we all, all remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. If it's another three-hour film, I don't know, but yeah, that much 3D. I would say it didn't look washed out, and I find that a lot with a lot of 3D films that yeah. the colours washed out, whereas this still looks like vibrant. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. Anyway, you know, if you, I think if you see Doctor Strange in the next week in IMAX, they're showing that beforehand, so you get to see it yourself. I think they said for the first week, but yeah, otherwise you're probably just excited to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which mm. me and Dale have seen. Don't worry, we're not going to spoil this in any way. Uh, this is a spoiler-free chat about what we think about the film. Um, are you going to go see us, Jesse? Are you worried? I, I don't have as much um, fondness for like the MCU sort of timeline now that I used to back, you know, when Endgame was happening and stuff. Because I feel like all the big stuff has ended, and now I'm not particularly 
as engaged as I was. Mm-hmm. But I think because Sam Raimi's directing it, I'm a lot more interested than compared to the, you know, the few films that have come out before it. Has it got a lot of like horror-ish elements that I guess there's nothing scary it's, in it, but. Um, it's definitely as far as an MCU film has been yeah. a horror film. You can definitely see the Sam Raimi in it. Like there are light horror bits. It's definitely as far as MCU films has gone the goriest. Like there's some actual like, like chopping yeah. off of limbs and some impalings and stuff like that. Like there's some blood and stuff in there. So there's definitely some samurai, like, you know, you can see like bits of like drag me to hell coming through, but you know, they, you never get dragged all the way there. I would, I would say it's, um, I found that to be quite disappointing because, um, some of my favorite MCU films are when they kind of lean hard into genres, like mm. trying to take it away from superhero, uses superhero stuff as a backdrop, but then reaning, really leaning into a genre movie. And I understand why they were never going to do that. Right. Cause you know, yeah. the amount of kids that want to see this film, um, mm. they're never going to make it super scary, but I really wish there was a super scary Marvel film. <laughs> like, yeah. That'd be good. At times like this would be, you know, if I, if I was 10, maybe I'd be, there'd be parts where I'm a little bit like, oh, what's going on here? Like, yeah. you know, like, it was scared, definitely but... like elements of creepiness. And like Cardi said, a few gory deaths, um, gory in for, yeah, yeah. A, a child. I, I don't think you could call it a horror film. <laughs> no. Like, do, do the horror the... elements come from like, oh, there's like, monsters on screen is that there's what monsters, the horror is? there's like a couple of light jump scares like the villain yeah. in this is more you know like a horror villain i suppose than a superhero villain at yeah. times like it's more like stalker like yes. it's almost like slasher film at times but it's never uh, overselling it a bit there it's, it's still very much a superhero film like they've obviously given sam raimi the reins to an extent like but not to the same extent I think like they did with say Taika Waititi, who just said I'm just going to make this full on mm. like sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Whereas they've kind of gone with Sam Raimi and gone, you can make a bit of a horror, but you need to tell this story basically. Yeah, it's, um, it's disappointing. I, I, I mean, I really liked um, so the Winter Soldiers of obviously like an espionage film, and mm-hmm. then uh, was it Ant Man? There was kind of like a, a heist movie almost, mm-hmm. and it's just like I want those genres. It makes it, it makes superhero films more interesting yeah. to me. I mean, like, yeah, we were teased horror, but it's not. It's horror. always hard to make an effective horror or gory film when you are limited to at most like a twelve-year-old like yes. level, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Like, I, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it enough. It's not by no means a bad film. Like it's firmly in the probably like lower bit of the middle tier of Marvel films to me. Like I definitely go with like a, a seven or yeah. around there. Yeah. Like it's like for a film that's called the Multiverse of Madness. Here we go. It doesn't really go that mad. That is a hundred percent my like, biggest yeah. problem. Is there ain't that much multiversing and there ain't that much madness. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. straightforward, really, yeah. which is disappointing. I feel like it's. The title missells it just a little bit. I feel like, and also you're just expecting, I think people expect so much. And like, this is like, you know, the grave they've dug themselves not to bring onto grave digging so early in this podcast, but you <laughs> know, um, there, yeah. like, um, it's just, I don't know. It's so much more of a standalone film than I thought it would be. Like it doesn't have those big, yeah necessarily i'm sure it will have implications but it's not quite that next step that we've been waiting for since infinity war we're still building it i think and i think uh, with marvel films you sometimes forget that like i forget all the time that these are not necessarily always the next continuation of the marvel story mm. but they're a direct sequel to the film in that series yeah. this is a doctor strange sequel it focuses big on the story well, elements left from doctor strange i'd argue it's more of a wandavision sequel more than anything like, you could i think say like, that. this is the 
first time we're seeing the TV shows really affect the films. Like, you'd be able to watch this without seeing WandaVision, but I think it would mean a lot less to you. You'd be quite confused by especially what Wanda, or her mental state is and what she's gone through. I I would say it's almost to a detriment because it's now relying on people to watch all the TV shows as well, where I felt like... Mm-hmm. They would have been good as like supplementary stuff. I like it being supplementary because I don't always mm-hmm. want to watch them. But yeah, WandaVision, I would say is almost essential for to, to really get the most out of this mm-hmm. film. And that's kind of, I think that's where my, I do, like I said, I do really enjoy it. There's some incredible imagery. There's some really fun moments. There's some, like the cast is again, great. Like Elizabeth Olsen is so yeah. good as yeah. Wanda. I think Rachel McAdams has given a lot more to do this time around. I actually mm-hmm. thought she was really good. Although like some of the dialogue sometimes is proper. Like I, I don't know if that's due to Sam Raimi or or his input all but is feels to a detriment almost sam raimi that it's like original spider-man movies which are cheesy and could get away with being a bit cheesy because toby Maguire's a bit cheesy yeah but like it doesn't really work when you've got these massive stakes and they're like dot strange and wonder they're quite serious characters they're not cracking jokes a lot yeah. and they have some like hokey dialogue at times which doesn't help but i feel like i did I did enjoy a lot of it. It's just, it kind of, like we've already said with WandaVision, it seems like a little bit of a retread and they kind of Hmm. try to really hit on the same emotional beats that were much more effectively done in WandaVision, I think. Like in WandaVision, I cared a lot more about Wanda and Vision and their family and all that. And I feel like it was a good end to that story, but this feels almost like a bit of a retread. I didn't quite, I don't know, I didn't quite get the, yeah, say emotional kick and it kind of has a very in weird in weird way it's like a similar structure to the way no way home is done but like the surprises in that and those emotional beats they felt like genuine and earned and i was like almost tearing pretty much tearing up at the end of no way home when yeah. um what happens with them i'm not going to spoil that for you but um if you haven't seen it but in this they just i don't know they felt more a bit cheaper a bit more like a retread yeah um my like my my big from the things we've spoken about far, but my biggest complaint is the fact that they didn't get mad multiverses. Like it's very straight, like simple. But I will say positively, um, it moves like nothing else. Like oh, it's so it's fast. Like, it's only like two hours as well. Yeah. Which it's like you, know, you can't take your eyes doing well. <laughs> you can't take your eyes off the screen because it's just constantly onto the next beat, the next beat, and not necessarily in a bad way. I don't think it's necessarily paced badly. I just think mm-hmm. it's super quick to set piece, and so much so when the ending was coming, it was obvious that it was the ending sequence. Yeah, but it didn't really feel like. It, oh, I feel like I've been in here half an hour. Like, it, uh, it does feel like a bit of a throwback, and I don't know if I'm just that's just because I'm associating Sam Raimi with being a bit of a throwback director, but hmm. so it feels like yeah. Feels like maybe we've just moved on. If this if this film was you know in the original like phase one of Marvel, would be like this was amazing. This was doing so much. Whereas now I feel like with Nowhere Home, with Wonder Vision, with Loki, kind of with the multiverse thing. Unless they start doing something proper with it, I'm like okay. I feel like you've used all the little quirks you can with multiverses yeah. for for now. Well, I did really. I really want not to. I'm not going to spoil what the multiverses are in this, but the scene teases of in the trailer. But I really want them to just go wild with it you know like mm. really you know like in into the spider-verse like yeah i want it i want it to go to that level even maybe even beyond i understand how some of it could be incomprehensible at that point and you have to keep it let you have to keep certain things balanced to a certain degree yeah. um but like yeah in, i want to see a pig version of dr strange yeah. do you know what i mean i want to see I, I, I want it to i wanted it to go madder yeah, yeah. Does, does this exactly. film make it seem like the multiverse stuff is sort of 
done now like this has capped it off mm. i wouldn't have thought no i'm not going to spoil them but like i can't no they've set up especially the way loki ends there's no yeah. way that that's ending anytime soon i don't think okay but it's all it's still building like obviously it ends you know it doesn't just wrap up you mm. know it's gonna keep rumbling on but yeah i feel like you know obviously if you're in tmc you're gonna go see it and even that's the weird thing because it is such a standalone film you could just enjoy this on its own i think but also it does come up it does come with that stuff of having to know what kind of what went on in one division to really fully yeah. appreciate it so yeah it's an odd mixed bag i i did enjoy it enough but i think we both said like when i first saw no way home i was like oh i look forward to watching that again when i got out of this i was like oh, i don't feel a need to watch that yeah. again anytime soon the, the, yeah. the only thing i need to watch again and i won't say the specific scene but i will say there is a scene where we went to a media slash fan screening. We're very privileged <laughs> to get invited to that. And as you can expect with that, there's a lot of whooping and a hollering. Ooh. And there was one scene where they were so noisy in the crowd that I couldn't hear what the dialogue was being said. And I know it was incidental dialogue. It was fluff, but I wanted to hear it. And it was really annoying. When it stopped, <laughs> there was one person, um, one woman a few rows back from us who full on screeched, like screamed. Yeah. And I was like, what is, what has gone on? What has happened? It's, but, uh, um, yeah. yeah. But that's we the only bit I want to watch again. Also sitting directly behind James Acaster. Oh, and that yeah. was a bit distracting. So every now and now I, was, I looked over to see, is he enjoying this? <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, obviously, obviously I'm not going to say what they are. But there is post-credit scenes. It's a Marvel film. And there, I am excited for the film to come out to the general public so we can find out what's going on in one of them. Because oh, I yeah. still have no idea. I, I meant to Google that, actually, and I have not yet done it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I hope you enjoyed Doctor Strange. Because, um, yeah, I, like I said, I enjoyed it enough. Just not a, not an instant classic by no. any means. Uh, we played a game yesterday for mm. a little bit. A game that... I'd only heard of like last week and I didn't realize it was doing like such big, was it steam or Twitch? It's been doing really big numbers. on. It's uh, been in the top 10 of steam for about a month now. It's a uh, very popular it in seems China. Like, apparently um, we, we played it together with a few other people at IGN. We had a big old lovely lunch play session. Um, this seems like Jesse and Dale, your type of game, maybe more than me. Cause you're <laughs> into your survival games. You're into your games where you can be cannibals. So why don't you yeah. tell, t- tell us about dread hunger? Well, Jesse's coughing right now, so I'll probably kick this off. So Dread Hunger is a survival game where you're Arctic, well, uh, Victorian London explorers on a boat, but you're also into the Arctic and you're stranded in the Arctic. Uh, it's eight players cooperatively playing as a survival game, but the twist is it has, what, what's the, there's a catch-all term for like Among Us gameplay. Well, wouldn't it just be it? like a social uh, deception deception so, that's social yeah. deception yeah that's what's looking at so if you've played among us you get the vibe there'll be one or two people that have um they've called thrall in this and they've been cursed or so they've become evil and your job is basically to stop all the other shipmates from getting the, the boat repaired and just disable everything and eventually try and kill them all off mm-hmm. and without being caught um yeah see it's it's, it's an interesting concept um I'm not sure how I feel about it now at the moment though, because I, I really like playing Among Us and I love playing survival games. Like me and Jesse played loads of the forest. Yeah. I used to like playing Minecraft a lot back in the day as well. Um, but I am finding myself a little bit frustrated with the, the time investment it takes on a survival game to really yeah. get, build up your resources and get going. And I, what I like about those games the most is the challenge of what is the next thing I'm trying to achieve? What is the next thing I'm yep. working towards? 
But with this, you could work towards that for a long period of time and then just be killed. Yeah. And yeah then that, I think that's the bit that annoys me is that, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I enjoyed it. We kind of made a pact in our last game. It's like, right, whoever's the, like, the thrall, whoever's trying to kill us all, let's just agree to all work together and try and actually finish the level and try and get the ship to the end of this uh, river yeah. it needs to be at or wherever. And I was like, I was enjoying that so much more, working together, trying to get the ship. Like... And I don't particularly enjoy survival games. I find them quite tedious. Like any game where, like mm-hmm. every three minutes, they're like there's a little meter like uh, blaring out. It's like you need to eat. Yeah. I'm like, I need a jump. I'm I'm trying to make this ship move. I've got to jump off onto a, <laughs> some ice, kill a seal, run back, uh, hope someone has some coal to light a fire so I can then um, cook some seal it- meat. They'll then last me about another minute. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I will feel like in this game, it definitely feels like those meters have been like expedited massively. Yeah. Like most games, like uh, Stranded Deep is another game I really enjoyed playing. Once you're like progressing in that game, you can go ages without needing a drink and stuff. You know, good like 20 minutes, half an hour, and then you can mm-hmm. get stuff done. Whereas this, it felt like you got, it's a matter of minutes. But also, I guess you're working with potentially seven other people. So the idea is you, if you're working together... You can have a constant flow of food and warmth. I feel like that's the thing. We didn't quite, because we're still obviously fairly new to actually playing the game. We don't have someone being like, okay, you two can go hunt for food. I'll get the coal and stuff like that. While all of that is happening and you're working towards the end goal of getting your, like, I don't know, maiden ship to the end of, you know, the map so you can break the ice and escape or whatever. Like, we, we haven't experienced the other part of that, which is being undermined by one or two other players because as of now it was sort of us just trying to just directly kill another player and then laughing at the fact that it's fairly (laughs) obvious that's because the first game we played wasn't in a private lobby and the (laughs) two random players we had us all they did was steal all the coal then jump into the frozen sea and die so we couldn't (laughs) we didn't have any coal for the first like so yeah just don't trust people is what yeah. I've learned from this game, which I kind of learned a long time ago, but really being on a Victorian ship in the Arctic really, really did nail yeah. that. I, w- I would say it's like, I find this with a lot of survival games where I play a couple of rounds and, I'm, and I always feel like, oh, I don't know about this. But then there's also that little thing that makes me want to try it again and just mm. see. And also I want to know what's over the horizon, you know, I want to know. What was that in that camp that we didn't get to? What was in that area we didn't get to? Polar bear was just indestructible. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I, like, I want to know, oh, how, if I build this, where, what can we do next? And that's the allure that keeps me coming back to these games. Um, I think Dread Hunger probably pushes against that though, because I know I'm never fully going to get to do that because there's always going to be someone trying to kill me. (laughs) I I think that's the thing for me. Like the premise is the strongest draw for me being a part of like a 19th century Arctic adventure mm. where you know nasty things are waiting for you out on the ice and stuff like if there was a game just about that except that's, no one was exactly going to betray was you thinking. like <laughs> yeah. there's almost two good game ideas here put into one that don't work together like yeah if we could just basically pretend to be i don't know ernest shackleton's crew <laughs> and try and reach like one of the poles like together like over like 20 hours and it's like you have to really like a proper team survival game like that yeah. i'd be into it but then yeah and not have to worry about someone turning on you which is kind of a completely I mean- separate game I would say Stranded Deep is the game you want to play, yeah. I think. Like, cause also that it's not about freezing to death. It's about being sunburned and stuff. So it's, like, it's a little bit more beautiful to see. I like the see. cold. I don't like yeah. the hot. Um, 
Yeah, but then I guess if it was those two ideas separately, then how does it stand out? It's like all the yeah, other survival games, yeah. all the other Mongus clones out it's there. It's a tough, it's a tough balance. I think yeah. we have to find, like, I think we have to accept the fact that we don't still quite understand exactly how the game works just because we've only played, we've only played a couple <laughs> no, rounds I've, and I've stuff. I've got it yeah. I know what's going like, on. Like actually <laughs> learning to be a, a bit smart with how you betray your teammates and stuff. Cause Emma and I played around today, but there was only three people in the public server. Yeah. And, Emma and I knew that we weren't the trace. So the other person, we immediately already knew. And seeing how they were trying to like butter us up, like he was going out, getting all the food, cooking for us, give it, he gave us his gun and stuff. So you could see how some players would be a bit smart with like almost oh, getting to the point like where that. they're going to betray someone. Mm. But you but, can like poison food, can't you? Yeah, you can well. poison food. You can like feed people like human meat and stuff like that to almost turn them into a cannibal and stuff. And we were doing, Jesse, we were doing that on our very first day. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's expected of the I game. You don't have any part. drawbacks to it now. <laughs> I did not take part in any cannibalism for our whole hour. I, I, I was very good. I only ate seal. As but soon as you, I you got the chance the traitor though, and the then you were trying to kill people, Cardi. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, and I, I prefer to kill people to steal their seal meat than actually eat human meat. Um, Unbelievable. I I should, I should clarify that was seal the animal, not seal the artist. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) He's already been attacked by wolves. He doesn't need you out there. He doesn't, doesn't need that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know. It's not 100% my sort of game, but I had enough fun. It's one of those games when you play with friends, it's always going to be something funny is going to happen anyway, I think. It's one of those. Um, I do. I honest. I will say, um, me and Cardi are both the same as that. We're not mouse and keyboard fans necessarily. And uh, I, I like use to... mine fine. Okay, I thought you were using a controller. You I said. got no. I use mouse and keyboard. Okay, so I because uh, I couldn't get the controller. <laughs> well, that's my problem. The control, the the controller configuration or the button binding on that is fucked. And there's still loads of things you can't do on the controller. Like when you click in to add the coal into the furnace, I still had to go back to the mouse and drag and drop it in. As I, but then I was ah, uh, they need to work on the controller support on that game. I really but, feel like if you have ten minutes, you can learn, Dale. And you'll be absolutely fine. It's not not really a Twitch reactions game, is it? It's not about wanting to learn. (laughs) Sorry, it is about wanting to learn. I don't want to do it. (laughs) It's not about wanting to learn. It's about wanting to learn. (laughs) No, it's I could learn. I just don't want to. I'm being lazy. You will not be taught what you need to be taught. Is what uh, You're missing out on so many good I'm games. I'm old enough now. I'm stuck in my ways. Right? Oh, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. You really are the living embodiment if you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Dread Hunger. Give it a go, maybe. If if you if that sounds like if you've got seven team. friends on PC and you you should yeah, I mean, like play yeah, it together. You don't need you know. to. Yeah, just play it with anyone. Um, I've been playing a new game that came out this week called Loot River. Ooh. Ooh, how exciting. Um, Loot River is this week's challenging action roguelike. Because <laughs> uh, oh, one of those comes out every <laughs> week at the moment. This one, though, Dale, has a twist. Okay. Tetris. Oh, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> there we go. We'll get onto <laughs> that in a second. Because um, there's lots about this that won't be your cup of tea. Okay. Um, Loot River is out on Game Pass now. It's on Xbox and PC. It came out this, I think, Wednesday, maybe? Uh, or earlier, so we can't remember. Um, it's a really nice, like, top-down pixel art game. has really nice music. Of course, it has challenging comebacks. It is based in the Souls games, um, because, again, all action roguelikes seem okay. to be based in the Souls games. But, yeah, it's that typical thing of going through levels, picking up new weapons, and, like, creating a build, as you do in any roguelike game. Lots of do- dodge rolls and hits, like in a Souls game. 
really satisfying parries though i will say that really okay. like if you and they're quite generous with the window on those so you can get a lot of nice ones in but then here's where the twist is so each dungeon is procedurally generated so each time you go into a new one it's completely different um and it's made up the floor so this is where the loot river part of it comes in so the floor is always going to be liquid but there's all these platforms that are Tetris-like shaped pieces. So they're all like different geometric shapes. Some are just square, some are T-shaped, you get H-shaped, you get the idea. Right. And basically, (laughs) you move around the left stick, but when you're you're standing on one of those platforms with the right stick, you can move those platforms around the river in any way. So you're basically, that's how you move around this world is by moving these blocks around to join up with other blocks. And sometimes you can't get through the way. So it almost creates those little mini puzzle sections where you're like, well, I have to move this Tetris piece over here so I can then move that one out of the way and then get this one so, through down the road. Let me see if I'm visualizing this right. Yes. Is this, um, uh, 3D, like third person action? No, sorry. It's a okay. top down pixel. Uh, okay. Okay. That makes so sense. So it looks quite, quite old school in that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So there's these puzzle, puzzle elements that we get around each level to where, the, you know, the, off the beaten path, there could be chests, there could be secrets, that which you'll obviously need if you want to beat the boss of each area, who are predictably quite tough. So mm. it's quite a difficult game, but okay. also this puzzle element adds, like, a dynamic edge to combat. So you can kind of roll on, like, one boss arena I got to just had, like, 20 of these platforms. So you can basically hop onto one of these platforms and just move with the right stick out the way just to have a breather. And then you could also use it to then move that. So you're basically rearranging the the battle arena in front of you. So you can kind of flank by moving the floor okay. around in different ways. So there's some really interesting elements. Like the actual combat, you know, it's fun. It's quite difficult. It's not that revolutionary. But that element of it is that, that twist that really is okay. going to, I think, keep me playing for a bit longer. Mm. I don't think it's too short. I've seen some people finish it in like six hours. So... Yeah. Gotta say, I was more into it when I thought it was gonna be like Puzzle Quest, but with Tetris. Oh no. no imagine like <laughs> Hades crossed with Tetris, or okay. probably closer to like, I don't know, it's probably, it's maybe not quite as difficult as something like Dead Cells. I found that a bit more punishing, but mm. it, this gives you a generous health bar. You can take a few hits, you have some potions. Um, it's by no means easy, but yeah, just that ability to move the floor around, like it's a Tetris board, like is just, I don't know. I mean, that, nice that, that, yeah, that's like the the main selling thing, right? Just because when yeah. it comes to these games, I feel like there are a dime a dozen when they all have beautiful retro inspired, hand drawn pixel art, animation graphics, and there's mm-hmm. a gazillion of them. But it, the Tetris part does sound really, really cool. And yeah, I've, it's a nice little twist. And like I said, it's on Game Pass. You know, you'll probably find out within half an hour if it's for you or not. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, loot. River is what it's called. So, yeah. River. <laughs> exactly. Thank you Give for it that. A shout. Um, another kind of twist on something from a game we've got here. Um, we all know you guys love your Resident Evil. And mm. we all know the best part of Resident Evil is rearranging the attache case <laughs> oh, yeah. between every fight. So someone's got to make a whole game of it. A genius has made a whole <laughs> game of it. <laughs> Was it me? Uh, no it wasn't Brilliant. Jesse I haven't played this yet so Jesse tell us all about it it's I mean it's pretty much exactly how what's it called it's called save room organization puzzle so it's it's a very that's simple catchy, that is. That's yeah, it rolls off the tongue <laughs> back <laughs> yeah I should have thought about that one <laughs> it's pretty much exactly how you described it it's um if you turn Resident Evil 4's attache case inventory into a puzzle game 
that's mm. about it. It's honestly, it's, it's really simple to play. There's no pressure or timely mechanics mm-hmm. at all. It's just, you start a level, you figure it out and then you move on and there's nothing pressuring you to get ahead. But, um, it really is just dead simple. You'll have, uh, you know, the right hand side of your inventory and then the actual attache case in front of you. And you might start with a pistol, a few ammo boxes, an egg perhaps who knows no. and then you just have to make sure they all fit into the right place and as the levels progress you'll get larger weapons different items you might have to mix ammo boxes reload your weapons um heal yourself and yeah. stuff like that oh okay that's does it interesting. Have herbs it does have herbs so that's interesting because i thought it was um for on the surface it looked like it was just it they could be any object and you're just trying to fill space right you've just got a certain space to fill and you've got yeah you've got to fill it with those objects but uh the fact that you know there's things like combining ammo into weapons and like healing yourself and like having to not just um organize them visually but also think about them logically about what how you could make the most of the space i think that's quite clever yeah it's it's honestly just a dead simple premise and it I don't really enjoy puzzle games like this, and I've seen a lot of people say it's Tetris, but it doesn't, it's obviously not as It's pressured. not Tetris though, is it? <laughs> yeah, just, I've seen everyone online saying, oh, this is the Tetris version of Resident Evil. I was like, it's, it's not. Not everything is the all. Tetris version. Come on, you know. Everything should be the Tetris version. <laughs> but yeah, it's just honestly dead simple. You have all the stuff on the right. Sometimes your inventory might be too small for all the things you have, and you're just, you know, combining items. You get to inspect your weapons and other items. It's pretty oh, much what exactly you like. what you, you expect of a Resident Evil. What's the purpose game. of inspecting the weapons? Just in case you want to read the description, honestly, that's no, it. Right, it's, oh, I've, <laughs> no. I thought there might be a puzzle element to it. You know, kind no. of like and a great other inventory thing of Resident Evil history is, you know, inspecting an item and then rotating it around to find like a secret button that you press yeah, that reveals yeah. something else. I mean, I feel like they could incorporate that. Into there could it as be well. something like that. I've only gone about twelve like right, levels okay. deep, and there's forty levels there in total. But it's it's honestly like it's a super just chill, easy game to play, and it's like I think it's only two pounds. Yes, it was on sale, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. The reason I haven't bought it but yet is because there say, was a bug. This isn't like an official Capcom Resident Evil no, game. Yeah. Like, no, no, how no. Close to, how close are they to a trademark <laughs> strike on this? I, I mean, it's you've got the standard looking Resident Evil um, sort of health, you know, ticker going on on the top left. You've got near enough the same looking similar weapons from resident evil 4 it is just the inventory and the guns and the items i saw there was a broken butterfly but it was called something else what was it called i think it's called the fixed butterfly i suspect it's yeah. small time enough that capcom won't yeah. bother um but the music I, I heard a little bit of the music of sound effects and it did very much feel like they are trying to get as close as possible. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's not going to obviously harm anyone. It's just some. It's a good little bit of fun, and it's just. I mean, they're making money off of some, uh, someone <laughs> yeah. else's. Yeah, I mean, Capcom yeah, <laughs> might look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it sounds sounds quite fun. I might even give it a go. I'm all for a, a chilled, relaxed puzzle. It's game cheaper than a meal no deal, and this. you can't get better than that, can you? I mean, I do like a sandwich. Well, I mean, there you go then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you can get that. <laughs> it's nice to see a, a full game of that because it has appeared like there's definitely like Professor Layton puzzles where it's like, can you put all these eight things into a case and fit and now them you're in? doing like, that's with deadly weapons puzzle. as well exactly. and eggs. That's a that's a puzzle as old as time. But yeah, it's nice to see it. Being it's a cool idea. Done. Exactly, yeah. it's nice. Save room. Check that out on your local Steam store. Um, <laughs> is it only? I'm guessing it's only on PC. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. Oh, well. If you don't have a PC, you'll have to get a real suitcase out of the lock. Get it on. Uh, <laughs> they need to get that, on, some... <laughs> get that on phones. Like, that'd be a perfect phone game. I Someone's going to rip it off, for sure. Just the same that happened with Word, or someone's going to make, like, an Android iOS version and slap it on the store. I hope so, because I just feel like, you know, the drag-and-drop <laughs> element of, of a phone screen. <laughs> you hope the like... guy's game gets ripped off. <laughs> hey, he's ripped off a concept already, so what? It's just oh, an Let's all rip each other off, shall we? Uh... Ian is actually original, is he? Come on. <laughs> no. Jesus. Well, I don't know. I just said it was a good idea literally one minute ago. <laughs> no, we, we could have one day uh, ripped off... Uh, a game we used to play on this podcast, but instead we decided to do a new one every week. So this is the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Is it endless search? Dale, whose game are you ripping off this week? Uh, I'm going to rip off a game, mate. This is a good one as well. Like You recommended no. this to me, but I hadn't read the email. Uh, this is from Zach Le- Levold? Levold? How would you say pronounce? Depends where you wrong name. I'd go Levold. I Leavold. don't know. Yeah. You know how to pronounce your name, Zach. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't you got bigger problems <laughs> uh, he says hi IGN crew long time second time all that mm-hmm. I'm mainly writing in to submit an endless search game for you I'm calling it can't please them all you need to guess five films from the five clues provided so pretty simple premise but mm-hmm. starting obscure and getting easier with the more points the earlier you guess so a format that we're we're very used to uh, the twist is that the clues are from all from IMDb one star user reviews and otherwise generally of otherwise generally well loved films. So these are all like really popular films that have got one star reviews on IMDb and it will be sections of that review, uh, which I think is a brilliant idea because people who write one star reviews are mental and they say <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, into it. Once film is guessed, it's worth reading the remaining clues for the sheer comedy of it all. Uh, he says, by the beard of Zeus, respect the sea. That's well. So I'm guessing these aren't necessarily bad films that have got. No, they're all good star. films. That's oh, okay. uh, looking at this list. Um, Maybe so one of them's debatable as a good film, but yeah, they're all like. I feel more popular. comfortable now because Jesse knows his bad films. I'm not saying he watches bad films, but he seems to have a good knowledge of things that are bad. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. problem is that these are good films that people are saying are shit. So exactly. it could be like so that's what, yeah. The that's Dark Knight or something. I'm actually like well into this concept. I think it's, it's really fun. Let's um, give it a go. I love reading bad reviews. Anyway, film number one mm. for five points. So there's there's going to be five of them. I read out, and I guess we'll just do. Shout out your answer if you get it. Let's do it. Uh, so the title of the review is one star instead of zero for having a naked girl at the beginning. <laughs> right. That's the title. So uh, that's not a cl- is that, that's not a clue. That's well, that a- is the title of his review. Oh, okay. So it is a clue in a, well, not really. It's not a clue. at the yeah. beginning. Uh, so he said his oh, review is I, Mm, okay no. if i got it from that it would be worrying then maybe it? we could build in a system in the game where you got two points if you got it just from the review title do it right go ahead they're not i'm trying to think of mm, you've certainly watched a lot of better films than i have i feel like. i thought you're gonna say you certainly watched a lot of films <laughs> let me let me just clear this up the these are five very well-known films so jesse you okay. will not struggle they are well-known films okay no i don't i was gonna get a sound but i don't think it's okay. Right. So just uh, okay so this is his review Moral of the story, just because the opening scene of a movie has a hot naked blonde woman doesn't mean a movie will be good. If you're reading this before seeing the movie, I just saved you two hours of your precious life. 
So, uh, so then, blonde actor. <laughs> so they're not naked at the start. They're, it but, says hot naked blonde woman. Yeah. Hot naked blonde. Uh, no, no, I'm saying, no, the film I was thinking of, they're not naked. Oh, okay. I'm going to save that for a second. Okay. I think of a film that opens like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to move on uh, to the next okay. one. Yeah. So, uh, the review title for the second one is awful. That's <laughs> so you're not going to get it from that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the, his review says, or her review says, this music was unbearably boring to sit through. Directors must realize that blood and gore in films isn't what makes this type of film good. In the 70s, my opinion will have been a lot different, but it's 2006 now and it bores me to watch this film. 2006. Does that so mean the person actually... Re- so, so let me clarify there. It's 2006 when he wrote the review. Yeah, that's what oh, he said. Okay. In the 70s. So there's an implication the film came out in the 70s. Oh, so maybe it, at the start there's an... Oh, Halloween. No. Oh, that, <laughs> that ticked both. That ticked all the boxes. Any guess, Jesse? Oh, I know what it is now. I'm trying to. Do I have, have to wait? Do I have no, to wait? No, 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 no go ahead, Carly. Jaws. It is Jaws. Oh, Simon, shit. He gets I, it. I, I actually don't think I've seen Jaws all the way through. Okay, A, that's a disgrace. But um, what do you mean all the way through? Do you mean like, you watched I, 10 I'm minutes sure, turn off? I'm sure I watched like a bit of it when I was like way younger or something, oh. but I, can't, I have no memory of Get it. Get yeah, it. Watching that film. Get um, it. I very much enjoyed that guy saying the music was unbearably boring. Uh, Whatever, yeah, like I, the most tense, brilliant pieces of music in cinema history. I um, imagine giving that film one star. I know. Right? <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and it would give Jaws one star, please tell me why so I can laugh. No, no here's here's some other reviews of Jaws. Uh, review tars most overrated movie it. ever. A bunch of it. a bunch of bland white men engage in two hours of boring conversation. <laughs> <laughs> which they managed to never show an emotion other than aggression, even if their children almost died. While they're oh, trying to kill a live, while they're trying to kill a living creature without ever feeling an ounce of empathy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, isn't the white shark absolutely demolishing everyone in the local yeah, area? Yeah, he's already <laughs> killed a couple of people at that point. It yeah. is a plague of that little town. <laughs> so, so, yeah, feel yeah. so bad for that killer shark. Uh, here's another one. I, it's the title is "Are You Kidding?" And this is the only saving grace is Roy Schneider. He is totally <laughs> wasted in this, but his five minute on screen blunts the pain of the rest of the movie. Five minutes. I know. Yeah. What film were they watching? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the final one was worst dialogue in a movie ever. The dialogue is inaudible and it's so dumb. Too many fishing <laughs> scenes on that damn boat did too not need to, <laughs> did not need to be two hours and 10 minutes. This movie could have been two scenes. Person gets killed in water. They close the beach. Roll credits. Waste of time. <laughs> what a tense film that would have been. Oh, what he, d- he doesn't get films, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Amazing. Oh, science escape. Right. Close the gates. We're all going home. Right. <laughs> I gotta say, I love this game just because we get to read yeah. these reviews. Uh, right, let's. I do to- wonder sometimes, like, it's something I would have maybe done when I didn't actually ever do it, but like, if I was like fourteen, fifteen, for it'd be funny to write really like joke reviews. Yeah, like trolling. That. I wonder yeah. if any of those are people just having a laugh. Some Potent- of them have got to be. Yeah, <laughs> potentially, hopefully, but they're still yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, this is the next film. So for the full five points, well, you get ten points if you get it from the title. Oh my God. Uh, the cool. review title is. Full waste of time, sick and loathsome movie. You're not going to get it for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. 
This movie is one huge disappointment, complete waste of two hours. This movie is so disgusting, violent, brutal and stupid Mm. that you'll barely stand till the end. There is no meaning at all. One of the worst realities of life in a fictional city. It reminds me of another movie, Train Spotting or Fight Club, but this movie is sick as hell. In a fictional city. Mm. I was going to say, and this, this ain't it, I was going to start with Pulp Fiction just because it seems like that's yeah. such a good film. It's it is so not, violent. It's but. not Pulp but Fiction. You, what are the two other films you said? Because it means it must have come out. Uh, well, no, this, he said, it just it reminds me that review was written. It reminds that. me of Train Spotting or Fight Club, he said. Fictional city uh sin city no let's move on let's move on uh the review top for the next one is most painful two hours of the year (laughs) depressing mess i should have known when the art snobs gave it a standing ovation that it was going to be awful just sad and (laughs) self-absorbed it's not the very very violent fictional city Uh, is it is it the dark knight it's not the dark knight no a standing ovation <laughs> um, yeah. no, let's move okay, on. I'm moving on. Next review title: masterpiece for only turds and fruitcakes, not actual fans. <laughs> <laughs> not actual fans. Uh, this is the review. Kill your mom. Kill your <laughs> idol. Kill your love. Kill everyone who hates you for no reason. Wow, what a stupid message! Joker. By- it is Joker. Yes, nice. you would especially got that when I said, "What a stupid message from drunken idiot Todd Phillips." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would have got it. I, okay. I was close. I was on. I you was were on close. A you were in path. the right city. I yeah. was. I was very tempted to hint that you were close, but I thought that was. Yeah, that's not fair. Um, the other reviews, extremely pointless movie. Ratings for acting are overrated. This movie is terrible. I watched a man smoke 112 cigarettes and do a fake laugh for two hours. Really missing. <laughs> that sounds there. like a fun film. <laughs> um, and the final review is horribly politically driven. Here is what I saw. <laughs> Capitalism bad. Oh, no, mean God. businessmen on a train picking on a mentally disabled man. Is this really a common issue today? <laughs> Have a lot of people ridden on public transportation and been bullied by Wall Street businessmen? People in the movie were cheering on a man who murdered free businessmen. The rioting in the streets free made me think... <laughs> get this last line. The rioting in the streets made me think clown lives matter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. What, what an absolute clown. <laughs> uh, it's a film. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is good. <laughs> right. Next film. The review title is, I don't know what film people were watching. Uh, I'm going to sack off the clue thing, uh, put extra points there because you're never going to get it from the review titles. Um, once again, the critics don't really have a clue. This film had got quite a bit of fanfare, so I had high hopes, which evaporated pretty quick. The two main characters are completely unlikable. The plot is convoluted and so far-fetched. This was not a thriller, but a pretentious bore-fest. Hmm. Seven? No. Oh. Inception? No. Uh, yeah. Next review. Review title is, What's Not to Hate? <laughs> what I really hate here is a consistent nonsense. <laughs> the flat characters... The prolix, the convolutions, the poorly passed mystery, the random supernatural plot devices, and the finally haphazardly way the film is constructed. Shutter Island? No. Get Out? No. These are good, these are all good guesses though. I think you're on the right sort of track, both of you, with the, the vibe. Mm. Um, next one. Review title yeah. is boring. 
<laughs> and there he says, wow, a huge, <laughs> a huge twist. Sorry, he, he put a vertical comments over huge, a huge twist that I can see coming. No, a huge twist <laughs> that you can see coming down Main Street about an hour and a half before this slow moving snore fest ends. And not only is the story not entertaining or surprising in any way, it's also long, way too long. The Lighthouse. <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> That's barely too I'm trying to think of a real, a long. It's, I don't ever remember this film being that long. Like, I feel like I it really. flies by. <laughs> is I'm trying to think of big twist films about spoiling films for people. Parasite? The Sixth Sense. No. I think it's okay to say films have a twist these days. Yeah. Um, right. We're getting out to nitty gritty here. This one, the review title is Even Michael Bay Could Have Done Better. This movie sucked. A cloning device? Seriously? I can't the decide. The Prestige. It is The Prestige. Oh, oh, <laughs> should, have, should have thought of that one earlier. He says, uh, cloning device? Seriously? I can't decide what is worse. Da Vinci Code or this? What oh, horrible on. screenwriters. Seriously? Cloning? Seriously? <laughs> well, that has spoiled it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. We didn't think about that aspect Look, of it. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, I've not seen The Prestige. Yeah. 15 years. Um, 16 years, that film is. The last yeah. review for The Prestige is... The other pro- oh, his title was very bad and boring. The other problem I had with this movie is that it has no lovable characters. Everyone is just an arsehole, and I don't feel like supporting any of these guys. I do get that. That, that is kind of <laughs> true. They all are. And One when you star sit- is a bit harsh, though. And when you sit down and think about it, what the hell is the point of wasting your life for a stupid magic show? These characters' <laughs> motivations make no sense. In fact, the characters themselves make no sense whatsoever. They are all like robots. Passion doesn't exist to the person who wrote this review. <laughs> yeah. Why waste your time dedicating something to one particular um, passion? I will say the score is nine to zero right now, Jesse. I'm honestly just enjoying the premise and I know we I'm need, failing. We need two five pointers from you here. It can happen or yeah. get one from the title and oh, you're, uh, you're in the good lead. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> for film, for five points, review title is forced and too fictional. Any clue? Too fictional. Yeah, too mm. fictional. The review is, in the movie industry in the USA follows this path. The next step is showing Hitler as an economic genius. In- economic, I should say. As an economic genius. As an economic... I mean, Inglorious Bastards? No. <laughs> so far away. <laughs> uh, Hellboy. <laughs> no. um, I think he was saying, so he was saying the next step is show, like, this oh, is so right. stupid that they'll do I this next. Like, Hitler's not actually in this film. I don't think he's okay. in it. Um, I've not actually seen it, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, <laughs> next one. Review title. What's not to love? What? About a... Yeah. About a slightly <laughs> neglectful father slash husband exploiting people who look different. <laughs> That's the review. What's that? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, you had a look there, like you really, <laughs> something really triggered in your mind. A father? <laughs> Sorry, what was it? A father? Uh, what's not to love about a slightly neglectful father slash husband exploiting people who look different? Exploiting? Exploiting people that look different. Oh, the next review is so good. <laughs> Please go ahead. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not winning is, this. Obviously, is that one get out. No. The next. <laughs> the review title is "Insipid Garbage." Oh, I hated oh. this movie. Hated every insipid, ridiculous minute I had the misfortune of wasting on it. Hated it with every fibre of my being. 
I love musicals. This was complete garbage. Awful music, awful singing, ridiculous, absurd dialogue, and a story so disingenuous it gave me nausea. Avoid this steaming pile of excrement at all costs. Musical. He's not a fan. It's safe to say. No, no, he is not. (laughs) A musical has a neglectful father. Uh, Okay. I'm going to read the next one. The review title is flashback to 2010 Disney channel, but with a big budget. (laughs) That's two hours and 90 minutes. You won't get back. The greatest showman. How the fuck did you get that? I didn't watch that film. (laughs) I've seen it. I like it. Did you know it's two hours and 19 minutes long? (laughs) No, no, I got it. I was thinking about the neglectful, uh, like Percy, cause he kind of his whole like, he has a circus, doesn't he? So yeah, he kind yeah. of takes advantage right. of things. Okay. So this person says, that two hours, 19 minutes, you won't get back. Uh, the main character rode down the streets of New York on an elephant for crying out loud, <laughs> only to get off the elephant and leave it there? There are no words for this film. Don't watch it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the main problem I had. Amazing. People have such weird you gotta little things. you got to park your elephant. If you're going to ride an elephant, actually, you've got to park it properly. <sighs> uh, and the last review for that is just terrible. I saw that Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams uh, were starring in this movie and I thought Le Miserable, my week with Marilyn... Oh, sorry, I thought Le, Riz- Le Miserable and my week with Marilyn were great. This must be great. What I should have seen was Zac Efron and thought Bad Neighbours and Baywatch and instantly walked in the opposite direction of cinema. What is Bad wrong Neighbors with... Bad Neighbours is good. I like Bad... I thought Baywatch was alright as well, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was alright. Um, anyway, Bad Neighbours is good. Uh, okay, this is the last film. We're just we're playing for pride here, Jesse. Can yes. you get a consolation? Uh, the review title is "Blech." What a waste of hard drive space! Oh, so <laughs> Not even going to the it. cinema to watch it or buying it legitimately. <laughs> right. Uh, Before I saw this film, a friend mentioned that if all the fart jokes were removed, the film would be about five minutes long. I figured he was being a cyn- I figured he, being the cynical fellow he is, that he was kidding. He wasn't. Oh, um, Swiss Army Man? No, that's a good shot. Though, I mean, yeah. that film would be five minutes long if you took yeah. out all that. Uh, it's fair to say he's not, this is not true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's probably quite a few fire jokes in it, but anyway, yeah. uh, next review, dreadful. Somehow this has the reputation of being a great parody. It isn't. The great parodies, e.g. Blazing Saddles, South Park, rise above the material they are parodying. This doesn't come close to equaling the material it makes fun of. Is it Shaun of the Dead? No. Oh, that's a good shout there. No. Is there a lot of fire yeah. jokes in Shaun of the Dead? Probably not. I don't know. They're probably... Oh, uh, yeah. Pull my... F- is that... Oh, no, it's spaced, isn't yeah. it? Uh, uh, airplane? I'm Shrek. Sure <laughs> parodies. <laughs> All right. I'm moving on to the next one. The review title is Naughty Words. <laughs> How dare they say ass in a children's movie? Preposterous. I can't believe they would do such a film. This movie is meant for children. How dare they expose the youth to this type of language? Absolutely disgusting. I'm ashamed of what humanity has come to. I think Jesse might. Did you hear what Jesse said in the last one? Because I think it what is did you that. say? I said Shrek. Said Shrek. It is Shrek. There yeah, we go. Go. Sorry, I you got points yeah. on the last one. <laughs> I think it is that. Yeah. Yes, it is Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you got four points. There's yeah. only like one fart joke in Shrek, and that's right at the start. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you've got the script, haven't you? You've read through the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other reviews were animation movie, more like animal cruelty movie. 
fuck off. <laughs> if, if it was possible, I would even get, wouldn't even give this a single star. Uh, I stopped paying attention to the movie's story with the growing amount of animal cruelty depicted in the movie. Is amount. this what kids should watch? Frogs and snakes blown into action like balloons. Sorry, blown in to act like as balloons. Killer bird so you can eat its three eggs. Really? Really? <laughs> I don't, I don't think any child is going to run out into, you know, their nearest pond and try and blow up a, uh, a fucking well, thing. You never know. I don't, you never know these days. <laughs> That's a horror film there, I guess. Robin Hood's going to pop out of the trees. Uh, um, the last, the last review for Shrek was a big thumbs down. What a waste of time and money. I never laughed once during this dismal attempt at making a fairy tale with a meaningful message. Mike Myers obviously wanted to share his gross out Austin Powers style comedy with the younger generation adding some adult innuendo to keep the parents titillated. <laughs> I think you have Shrek's to be a great. sad, sad man or woman to not laugh at Shrek at least once. Exactly. Shrek exactly. is fantastic yeah. and always will be. I enjoyed that game very much. Thank what you. Uh, a bunch of miserable bastards. <laughs> I would, Thank I would you. play that a lot more, even though I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sending in Zach. Yeah. We may come out of our own ones or if anyone else wants to riff on that, mm. we would be more than welcome to get them at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com where you can also send us our feedback, uh, some feedback. I will say, I will preface this because I meant to do it, preface it even. Um, I meant to say it last week. We are not ignoring the Gravedigger oh, no. uh, feedback. We have got quite a few in and we do welcome more Grave, Grave Cemetery, Gravedigger stories because we're feeling there's rumbles. <laughs> oh yeah. That maybe there's a Gravedigger special in the works. Who I, knows? <laughs> I, I can, I can taste it in the air. Gravedigger special is on the horizon. I can yeah. feel it coming. Ooh, I've definitely it coming. missed out on whatever this is. Gravedigger oh, stories, mate. We've got a lot of Gravediggers that listen to the You've podcast. Got catch up. <laughs> um, have you ever, done any grave digging you seem like someone who did a weekend's grave digging i've definitely done some digging in my life not grave digging though wait tell us about the digging digging? (laughs) (laughs) just digging trenches and stuff in it during cadets oh okay so there you go it makes sense it makes sense when you you started that sentence i was like where is this well yeah you have to get you have to get the hook in you have to get the hook in. Uh, yeah cadet i'll give you that legitimate (laughs) are you saying you could in theory give us a live grave digging like example if you needed it and how to dig properly maybe yeah oh here we go um maybe Maybe we'll do a live show in the near future. Who, who knows? Maybe mm. there'll be live grave digging. Um, <laughs> we can't anyway, promise that. IGN, <laughs> on IGN underscore UK feedback is where, at IGN.com, sorry, is where you send in this feedback. Uh, just like Ben Merry did, he says, yo, IGN crew, I'm neither a grave digger nor grave robber. But the recent discussion about Lego Builders World <laughs> did dig up a memory in me when Joe mentioned building objects brick by brick for the first time in Lego games. In fact, the very first Lego game from 1997, Lego Island, had you build various vehicles before using them in various mini-games around a pseudo-open world island. You don't need to tell me about this, Ben. This is (laughs) one of my most treasured, youthful memories is Lego Island. Um, It's one of the earliest gaming experience i remember wasting hours exploring the island witnessing slapstick comedy from lego npcs and being oddly terrified at the antagonist of the game the criminal dubbed 
the Brickster. Um, <laughs> I love it. Oh. Was he like a Cockney gangster? I hope he no, was. he was no. just, he had typical like black and white, like, um, oh, like a bank robber or something. Yeah. I believe Lego Island 2 Brickster's Revenge, um, <laughs> was, I love that game so much because you can do skateboarding in that as well. I, I'm, almost, I've missed all this. Oh, <laughs> these, these were, they look so bad now if you look at them, but they were so good at the time. Same with, um, Lego Racers was so good. That was such a good karting game. So you could just build your own cart from scratch with bricks. <gasps> Ooh. It was so good. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the Brickster, whom you could feed a pizza to which you would inexplicably give him the power to break out of prison. <laughs> she played as um, Pepperoni, uh, who was a pizza delivery boy. Um, well, he was called Pepperoni? Yeah. the yeah the that, Well, Ben goes here. It was then the protagonist's job, I kid you not, called Pepperoni. Oh, Pepperoni. <laughs> Pepperoni. <laughs> job to chase him down by baiting him to the police and vice versa. With pizzas, donuts, respectively, being flung from a helicopter. What is this game? So good. So good. <laughs> 25 years later, I now realise the island was tiny, vehicle building had zero customization, and for some reason, going on the grass was illegal on the <laughs> island. It was, it was weirdly like a first person game where you'd go in vehicles and walk around the island, but you could, had to stick to the roads. Whereas I go, Lego Island 2 Brixter's Revenge was much more open. You went to different worlds and you could You know a and... shocking amount about these games. L- Lego Island was a big part of my youth. Um... <laughs> Has it never come up before? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big. I mean, <laughs> um, the mini games were all right, though. All in all, a somewhat mediocre couple of hours of content. <laughs> you disagrees. could do that game in less than... Uh, no, one... I've, I've fond memories of one. It's not that good. Whereas two genuinely enjoyable i could play that now i reckon i like um, legitimately would want to do a let's play with lego, playing lego and explaining the law yeah oh <laughs> the brickster and pepperoni um p.s thanks for the vampire survivors recommendation best two pounds i ever spent uh better than a sandwich uh barring that time i i bought 22 freddos Ooh. after school and feasted like a king or you get about four freddos yeah, for that no, now, mate. Oh, does that make you feel old oh yeah <laughs> Respect the sea and don't use the Langford double. It isn't a wet knot. Yeah, we know that. We, we yeah. do. If there's one thing, are you saying I don't know knots? You saying you know <laughs> yeah. knots better than me? <laughs> you saying you know knots better, than, knots me, better yeah. than me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little prestige joke for you there. Uh, thank you, Ben, for bringing up Lego Island, which I got a little, little teary eyed over there and pepperoni and the Brixter. Thank you. <laughs> pepperoni. That sounds like a band. Mm. Jesse. Yes, I'm here. Don't worry. This is from Cody <laughs> Miller. He says, hey, UK team, just chiming in on the hotly debated Smarties fiasco. Oh, here we go. I just want to butt in. Was it really a fiasco? <laughs> yes. Well, we put you on blast. You, you I... kind of threw this bomb into the podcast with your mad tweets and then just haven't come back to defend Smarties. Are you still... Like, have you changed your opinion on Smarties? I still very much enjoy Smarties. And that's that's fine to enjoy change. them, but what you said was they were the best chocolate. I, I'm a not, big difference. I, I put the question out there, asking. <laughs> it was a loaded be... question. You you were declaring that they are the best no, chocolate. No, 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 no. Not all. But let's continue anyway. <laughs> I was listening okay. to your pod while doing the dishes when Smarties chat started. Listening to your conversation absolutely confused me. Here in the US, Smarties aren't chocolate at all. <gasps> they are kind of like runts flavor super super cheaply made crunchy sugar rounds see attached photo well i don't have it in front of me but i can um, picture it in my head yeah imagine a love heart jesse yeah or a oh, okay. pressure right there. i They're like exactly those like as well <laughs> i so looked you just up, like the messages don't you, you just like yeah, reading them to yourself i like complimenting myself like that 
I looked up your smarties and they look way more exciting. That is true. Good Not observation. Exciting. Good observation. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, thanks for the fun. Respect the C, Cody. Well, I have to say, speaking on behalf of all of IGN, uh, Smarties are fantastic. Thank you. On behalf of all IGN? Yeah. All of IGN, that's the official IGN. <laughs> um, uh, I would, like, I just prefer chocolate to most sweets, so I still would rather have our Smarties over US Smarties. Yeah. But, um, I've been known to have a love heart every now and then. Dish them out. What uh, did, what did you get on your birthday, Jesse, from, from us? I got um, a mega deluxe massive Smarties box. Yeah, <laughs> mate. How long did it take you to devour all them? They were gone in like maybe two minutes. <laughs> oh my wow. God. That's a big <laughs> cherish, cherish it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. That's enough smarties yeah. chatting for a year, isn't it, really? Although if we do do a live show in the next few months, I'm not saying there will be one, but, you know, we'd like to. Bring um, your smarties and throw yeah, in Jesse. Yeah, bring your and give them to, to me. Just throw individual smarties <laughs> throw smarties. Jesse. Pepper Jesse with smarties all over his show. <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't do that. How Not- many can he catch in his mouth? That's what we want <laughs> yeah. to know. Oh. Last time we did a live podcast, people brought me milk. And I can't remember the reason <laughs> why that happened. <laughs> what kind of milk? Do you know what? That would probably be quite a nice, really horrible, like, sugary cereal which is literally just smarties in a bowl with milk and a spoon. I think that would taste pretty nice cereal. to be honest and what kind of milk Jesse I can't quite remember there was, there was various different forms of milk and very different um, <laughs> various different forms of milk there was a lot of different milk I think we're talking about you know big milk yeah. and them taking over I'm just picturing this live show now is just you having smarties thrown into your mouth while someone like digs a grave to the side <laughs> yeah. um honestly if you catch though, less than 50 percent, you go in it i do like the smartest thing we could do a little breakout section where we set a timer and people got to throw them into jesse's mouth and see how many can do i can't I can't, <laughs> I can't i can't why is this being a thing it's happening there it's it's there. All you these strapped people are to listening. a chair as well uh, <laughs> bullshit. uh oh, cool uh, i've got the last feedback from david trevino and he says so I was in Italy, Venice, recently while sitting and enjoying my breakfast, and I heard gentlemen with English accents talking Ooh. behind me. Immediately I thought, what, <laughs> what, what if it is one of those fellas from the IGN UK podcast? Because <laughs> we're the Ooh. only people with English accents. Um, I listened for a little bit to see if they're talking about games or maybe started up a game of the endless search, because we all do that. That's in our what spare we do. In <laughs> We're going to be playing this. We have, we've done it occasionally at the pub. I said you occasionally, maybe twice. Yeah. Uh, but no, they were talking about some co-workers that didn't have enough confidence in herself. I that slowly, could easily be it. No, yeah. I slowly turned to see if it was one of you and saw it was some older men and my heart sank. Nope, that's not them. And I turned back to my breakfast. That, that could, could still be, be one of you guys, actually. could still actually. be Dale, yeah. Oh, well, Alex is uh, significantly older than me. So yeah, but it. you look older. Alex, <laughs> Alex is younger at heart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> apparently y'all are not the, the only people in the world with English accents. Nah. Then it struck me. I really don't know what you guys look like. Maybe it keeps saying y'all and I feel really uncomfortable when say saying it. that word. Say maybe, maybe it was y'all. <laughs> I, des- I decided not to look you up and just keep the hope in my mind that I saw y'all <laughs> at a hotel in Venice eating breakfast and talking about your coworkers with a lack of confidence. Hopefully I can go to England someday and see you again. Have a great day and keep up the again, great you're see not us again. I can confirm it was not us. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I can keep up the illusion if you want to say I was having breakfast um, in a Venice hotel if you want, David. Okay. I was enjoying some lovely bruschetta mm. and a little side of mozzarella uh, and a nice little espresso. And yes, that was, that was okay. me you heard. Do you know... If you have a- 
Go on, Jesse, go on. And I was just going to say, if you ever come across an Englishman with long flowing hair who's mad buff and is like 6'9", then you know it's me. Okay. I almost yeah, ruined there what I was going to say next. <laughs> the, um, so I was going to say, what I think would be really cool is if people who haven't ne- never followed us on like social media and don't see what we look like, haven't watched our videos, if you could like write like a description of what you think in your I head. I say draw a picture. Yeah, send, 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 draw, send in drawings <laughs> of the entire... Because that's not good podcast, <laughs> no. is it? To uh, draw a picture. I would love to hear from someone who's legitimately has never seen what we look like and write what they think based on our voices, what we look like. Or yeah, or just say who's the celebrity lookalike you think. We, we, yeah, oh, that's an easy, yeah. Like who, yeah, what sort of person, like yeah. film star, fictional character, whoever, what, what yeah. you think we look like just based on our voices. Just think Chris Hemsworth um, <laughs> in Paul Ragnarok. Okay. <laughs> For all of us. Yeah. No. Well. And no cheating. No cheating. If only if you legitimately don't know what we look like, please send it in. Who sounds the <laughs> well, smartest? Weird, well, weird oh, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it. I just want to hear what people, how weird people go with it. <laughs> Pit, big picture of Shrek. <laughs> Sink my heart. Um, <laughs> um, Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the IGN UK podcast. I'm trying to think what what music should we have? We didn't really... Is there a Smarties theme tune? I think that's always applicable. <laughs> it's a Smarties theme tune. There <laughs> <laughs> probably was advert music, to be fair. Um, the uh, music in Doctor Strange was very good, to be fair. Was it? Say. Yeah, it was fine. I like... How it's Danny Elfman, right? Danny and Elfman. he doesn't... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can find some music. He doesn't... Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to list this as soon as I can. It's, but yeah, it was it's good. never less than good, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go for some of that. Lovely. Uh, Thank you for listening. Here's some uh, big elf man. <laughs> Send in your grave dig feedback. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.